everybody. Good afternoon. I'm eager to welcome you to this afternoon's pregame show, um, the Meet the Artist interviews. We don't normally or haven't normally done them Saturdays, so I know this audience is just getting used to the idea. And I always like to invite you to just come down closer. You don't have to sit in your assigned seats for this. Uh, you can, we will finish at 1.30 and plenty of time for you to get up and find your ticketed seats and to release the ones that you've been sitting in. So this should be great fun. This should be a great, great afternoon for everybody. So once again, welcome. I'm Mary Wood for the San Francisco Ballet Center for Dance Education and it's such a privilege and a pleasure to welcome you to the War Memorial Opera House on this Saturday, May 11th for the almost last performance of the season and of our wonderful production of Cinderella. I know our staff folks here, who I will be introducing in a moment, I can hardly stand it that it's the end of the season. <laughs> it's been a rich and full season. The uh, Meet the Artist interviews as well as our points of view programs and any number of other educational programmings are produced by the Center for Dance Education, which is directed by Charles Chip McNeil. Adult education is coordinated by Cecilia Beam. And all of it is available to you, at least um, for you to be directed to it, on our website, sfballet.org. And I hope that you will make a habit of returning to the website often to check up on scheduling, to check up on casting. Uh, the programs such as we're doing are always announced um, as much as possible in advance so you can look forward to particular programming and interviews. These are recorded for podcast uh, and those are put up on the website. This season we are putting them up after the season ends. And I like to say that gives you the opportunity to go back and catch an interview that you may have missed or review one that you particularly enjoyed. Once again, welcome to this afternoon. I'm delighted that today I'm going to be able to be in conversation with two of the very special people who are involved in the productions, all of them. And because this is such an extraordinary production, who better to talk about it than our Costume Supervisor, Patty Fitzpatrick. Welcome, Patty. Thank you very much. And uh, the Acting Costume Production Coordinator, did I get that right? Yes. yes. Frank Morales. Hello. Hello. Welcome and thank you. So uh, as you can only imagine, if this is your first time seeing Cinderella, there must be some pretty sensational things to say about costuming. So I thought we would start, really. Let me ask you first, Patty. You've been with the ballet a good long time. For 30 years. For 30 years. So you probably have stories to tell. As they say, you know where the bodies are buried. I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell us, I know you have a fun story about how you fell into being the ballet costume supervisor. So just briefly, so we get a picture of who you are. Mm -hmm. Um, actually, it was uh, in the summer of 1983, and uh, a, a 
I was a former professional ice skater with Ice Follies, and um, uh, one of my co-workers, Andrea Cooper, was also a former professional ice skater, and she was working for the ballet uh, and working at our warehouse on a production of Stars and Stripes, renovating it while um, the wardrobe uh, department had gone on tour to Europe with the company, uh, and she had an opportunity to have a film call where she could work on a movie, and she asked if I would like to fill in for her, um, knowing that I had the sewing skills and had worked on costumes of my own before. And so I went to take her place at the warehouse uh, for the call while she was gone, and um, it turned out that she loved working in film and continued on with that and the movies, and I, uh, uh, when um, uh, George Alvin and Pat Bibbins returned from the tour, um, I uh, developed a, a relationship and stayed on, not permanently, just very temporary at first, but I think one of my first, the second job I had was to actually uh, recut and make the Sunset Fairies from the production of Cinderella 30 years ago. And so it's kind of come full circle, and that's a, and 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 at first on a temporary basis, and then on a more permanent basis. I've been here ever since. Not a bad. Frank, do you have a story? How long have you been involved here in the San Francisco Opera House and with the ballet? And well, I've worked with the San Francisco Opera Company in their costume shop uh, for many years. And um, this position is new to me, and I'm filling in um, to help out to get through this season. Um, the person that had this, this uh, position resigned, and so I just stepped in and came up to bat. So you're so it's, I'm new in this position this season. I've worked with the ballet for several seasons and in the San Francisco Opera for many years. So you know the back stage and the yes. byways oh, yes. and the hidden stairways in the <laughs> yeah. backs of the opera yeah. house. Um, so then back to Patty, your job entails, and I'm sure you've done probably absolutely everything over 30 years, but basically what does this costume supervisor do? Uh, the, the costume supervisor uh, basically oversees the women's wardrobe department because the costume manager, wardrobe manager, George Alvin oversees the, the men's wardrobe. So right there we kind of have a, div uh, we divide it out because of the enormity of it. But uh, we, can all, we can help each other when needed. And then um, what we do is that we put together uh, the entire season responsible for fittings and refurbishing, uh, pulling the costumes out that we've used before, determining what needs to be remade, and then supervising that um, remake, um, helping to purchase and pull out all of the, the materials and things, and then supervising um, the crew that we have. On this particular uh, show, there are 12 dressers, and um, on some of the in some of the ballets, there's only maybe six. Um, and I, I honestly have to say that um, in 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 overseeing the the wardrobe crew, um, they they really are the best. They're the absolutely. They're the ones that make everything work. They're the ones behind the scenes that um, 
really analyze and use all of their judgments, you know, spot, right spot on at the minute to solve any kind of emergencies and things that go on, and, um, and they're completely a valuable asset to, to what's going on. But it's the everyday running of everything, and taking it on tour um, is basically what I do. And do you travel when the company tours? Yes. George and I travel with them. And just a little another underpinning of context, the ballet performs eight different programs that's Sixteen or thirty or something ballets. Yeah, it's some somewhere that usually averages about like twenty-four to twenty-eight ballets. So those are, you're having to dress that many different productions, and then the company goes on tour every year and performs another separate set of repertoire. So that's right. A lot so sometimes we take maybe of like fourteen or yeah, like fourteen ballets on tour, uh, and we'll go to London for two weeks and. Um, Washington DC, or well, we'll do a mixture of a rep program and a full-length ballet, and we're gonna be taking a Cinderella and a rep program to New York in October. And so, it's, it's we work 42 weeks a year, and then there's the, um, I'm also in charge of the student showcase, so when everybody finishes tomorrow, I will still work on for another three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. Frank, um, yes. how does your job uh, fit in with what Patty's doing and maybe a little different yeah. job that you do? Well, it is a little different. I'm the production, costume production coordinator is a liaison between the costume houses that are building the costumes for new productions and the designers, the um, choreographer arranging fittings and getting a new production on, on track. And liaison means meetings and budgets. Meetings, arranging fittings with the dancers and the designers. If the designer is out of town, arranging for time when the designer is in town. Um, shopping, um, getting schedules out to the designers and the costume houses. And we had a f quite a f well, we had about four new shows, new productions this year. So it was a lot. Right, and they were dressed productions. They weren't just leotard and tights. No, 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 because we had Rite of Spring, which was Sandra Woodall designed. Mm -hmm. um, we had uh, Borderlands, which was designed by the choreographer, McGregor. Um, we had uh, From Foreign Lands, which was Colleen Atwood designed. And this new production, but this was built in uh, by the Dutch National. So we just got it in its entirety and then coordinated getting it on our performers and on our stage. So we didn't have to start from scratch. Well, that's where we're headed, <laughs> is this production. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a fairy tale. You're all familiar with the idea of a full-length ballet. There are many, many characters. There's lots of corps de ballet in the back. There must be, can I round it up and say a gazillion costumes? <laughs> Tell us. There, there are 145 costumes on uh, during the, the, the Cinderella uh, performance um, with about, give or take a couple, if I, 74 dancers wearing those costumes. Although we do, there were uh, 344 costumes that were made for the production because of duplicates and um, uh, extra, you know, for sizing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So um, we've, we've started at the end maybe and are gonna work backwards a little bit. Um, so we've got all these costumes that have come to us, as you say, fully, fully made. They've mm -hmm. already been performed in. Mm -hmm. um, most of this audience is probably familiar with how this production came together, but let's quickly review it. It's a co-production with the Dutch National mm -hmm. and um, was created, half of the dance was created here in San Francisco, half of it was created in Amsterdam and uh, the designer and the design team, and maybe you can talk a little bit about that team, bounced back and forth, as near as I can understand it. So why don't you fill us in, Patty, talk a little bit about the, the design team as it was being created. Uh, well, there are, there, were, there are many different aspects that, that are going on on stage, and there's the, the costume uh, designer and scenic designer, Julian Crouch, and then we have um, the puppeteer, which is uh, Basil Twist, and uh, we have the uh, then the, the, li the lighting designer and uh, the 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 librettist and uh, uh, the different uh, people that perhaps um, at times m came over here and and did a short meeting, but mainly everything was done over there. The, the thing that we did share was, the, uh, was Christopher Wilden and the um, principals uh, that went back and forth. Uh, first, um, some of our principal dancers went there to learn it with their company so that they were able to have an idea of what was going on, and then their dancers came here uh, before they opened to, to learn it with our dancers. Um, in that, but the the actual process, uh, I have to say, um, in the costume world, was over. W the person that oversaw that was Oliver Holler, who's the head of the costume department at the Dutch National Ballet, and he worked very closely with Julian uh, to purchase all of the fabrics and. Um, I know Frank could tell you a little bit about the, um, the, the different mediums and things that are used in, in the puppetry and all of that, but they had to coordinate all of that in Europe, and so most of the fabrics and accessories came from London and Germany and uh, the costume houses, um, which I think there's probably three or four of them that built different aspects of, of the costumes. Uh, are located over there so that he was in close proximity and they had their fittings. What they did have from us were our dancers' measurements so they could take into consideration uh, the, a full range of, of sizes. And um, the uh, costumes are very carefully constructed so that they, they're rigged uh, inside where they can be uh, lowered and uh, shortened. Um, depending on who's dancing in it. Like some, you'll see some of the very long skirts and they're constructed on, on, a, on a bosque. There's hook and eye tape that's done in reverse so that you can actually hook it, uh, the skirts up underneath the bodice, maybe two or three inches without having to destroy the fringe on the bottom or the finish on the bottom of the skirt. And uh, the same way with the bodices inside. It, it, you could go on and on. Um, before we do go on, and I want to uh, mention to those of you who came in after we started that I'm in conversation with Patty Fitzgerald, who is Ted Fitzpatrick. I'm sorry. 
How it's long okay. have I known you? Uh, it's long time, 30 years. <laughs> Patty Fitzpatrick, who is costume supervisor for San Francisco Ballet, and Frank Morales, who is the acting, acting costume production coordinator, and that's the coordinating part is the tricky part of his job. Um, before we, in good grief, the time is passing, but before we go any further, I'd like to say you brought some examples mm -hmm. of costumes, and I think in telling us about them, we're going to learn a little bit more about the production and the concept here. So, can I hold? Right. I, I just so did. I did that. This is the Act One Cinderella. We have five Cinderellas um, that that have actually been performing. Uh, the, in, in, in the different performances. Um, and uh, there were costumes that were already made that, that on, the, on the girls of the Dutch National that they share and, and, and a couple of the costumes were made for individuals that we have that are maybe a, of size that there wasn't in their company, like uh, Maria Kachakova that's performing today. Um, and so uh, with that sharing in mind, um, they have uh, used different materials and fabrics. But I wanted to show you this. This is the act one where uh, Cinderella starts out as a little girl, and she's the little child's in a blue dress, and then she's a teenager, and she's in a, the blue lace dress here. And then what they do is that uh, by the time she is becomes the servant in her own home, um, it switches over so that the dress then becomes the tattered kitchen dress with that looks like it's aged and, and tattered and how, and how the time and wear has uh, destroyed it. This dress here, um, uh, the, the one dress is made out of just the, the regular fabric of lace. The, the second one with all of its, uh, it's all out of stretch lace and built on a body a leotard that uh, allows for a lot of movement and a lot of activity that, that she can actually, you'll see in the choreography, that lends itself. So, um, and there are also quite a few quick changes in the ballet. I think we have like five quick change rooms uh, on the back of the stage where they're changing constantly. So a lot of these things are made so that they're easy to get in and out of and they're rigged so that the changes can go flawlessly. That's what we'd like. And then here's the very decorative let, side. Yeah, I'm going to let Frank talk about this, <clears throat> one of the courtier's costumes. This is one of the courtier's costumes, and I brought it down so that you could see how, how well tailored they are. They are made, let me spin it. Does that do? So it's made so that, uh, made and rigged so that when they're in it and dancing, it's not flying all over the place. They've got, you can see like a, some yeah, elastics that button onto the buttons of their vests. And as well, the rest of the costume, which I didn't bring down, um, has more rigging. The shirts are one piece that they step into so that you don't have all of the gapping that goes on in the vest buttoned down to the pants. And it's all to keep everything together while they're dancing. And you can see all this elaborate applique work that's then stitched on by hand and reinforced by machine so that it could be dry cleaned and not totally fall apart. But there still is a lot of maintenance nonstop, nonstop maintenance with everything. And you can see here, these were made 
by Philip Reynolds in the costume shop. And, but this is, they just made this the courtiers. And so what is, you, have, you said the fabric of this is? This is silk. This is silk. There are several of these in the ball. In the ball, in the ball scene, you'll see them. There, yeah. there are 24 the, dancers on stage. And the three the different colors. colors. How long would it take to construct a like A question is being asked, how long does it take no, to construct, for instance, one of those coats? Well, they do it. Well, the thing is, most of the time is taken in the initial patterning. And then once you have your pattern, then you can grade your patterns, and then it just becomes production where they cut all the fronts, they cut all the sleeves, and then assemble it. So it's kind of hard to say once they're getting several done, then it picks up and they can, they can get fast. I would think, though, to do one, it would probably take uh, three, three, four days just for the construction and then putting the, appli uh, the appliques on. The appliques come from a company um, called Fukatech, and it's a German lace company, mm -hmm. and they make several different appliques. They have appliques on net, and then in something like this, they're cut out and then laid on and then stitched on. So it really looks, has the look of all this hand embroidery. We've um, just naturally segued into questions, and I think that's probably the oh, best yeah. way to use the time we have. Right. So um, I'm going to uh, this one right here, and let me repeat the question then when she said. You mentioned the Sunset Fairy costume from 30 years ago versus the one that you've done for today's performance. How has costuming changed over the last 30 years? Well, let's see, then the five minutes we have left. <laughs> the question is, how has costuming changed over the last 30 years? Because she mentioned her production 30 years ago of a different Cinderella. Um, I Honestly, we have a lot more fabrics and um, techniques that are available to us now, but, there's but, but there really is very little change in the construction of the bodices and the skirts. The, what you'll see today is made out of um, almost, almost the exact same type of fabric. You know, it's the, it's the, the shimmery organza, and uh, the boning of the bodices may not be built on the heavy coutille today, but uh, certainly within the production, the uh, several costumes, um, the queen's costume and the stepmother's costume and stuff, are all built on the basic cotton coutille that they use worldwide, and the bobinette inside that they use in all the ballet companies for, the, uh, for their trunks. And then the fashion fabric, the silks, and the velvets and things that we have available to us today are probably a bigger array of colors um, that we have. And also, one thing, I'll just note one thing um, in, in saying that there's a lot of similarities and sameness that exist in those costumes do last, you know, 25 and 30 years. What we have today that you will see on stage in Cinderella's dress is that we have um, digital photography. And uh, what, we, what we're able to do with the computer and technology is that we're ap ap able to photograph something like feathers and flowers and then imprint them 
onto the fabric, which can be, uh, it can be silk, it can be net, it can be stretch net. And then what you do is that you can cut out and construct the, the skirts and everything so that it looks, I mean, it looks like it's weightless. Uh, and then embellish it with your Swarovski crystals and uh, trims and uh, Fukatec uh, trims to just make it very, very three-dimensional. And, and all of the, um, now the computerized embroidery. Mm -hmm. so you can get some outrageous embroidery patterns that would take years to do. Yeah. I so just want to quickly say, if you go to the website, the San Francisco Ballet's Facebook page, there's a gallery of photographs, and there's a close-up picture of that gold um, that was in its feathers and flowers that was photographed ball dress. and then created into the costume that you'll see in the ballroom. It's just amazing. Um, another question, yes. We may finish with this as an anecdote. The question is, can you relay a time when the ladies of, and the gentlemen of the wardrobe department have had to solve, oh, an emergency? Well, Think well, of one. Oh, there's a, there's, it's, wardrobe malfunction comes to mind. Um, there is, uh, sometimes you, you lose your, your, the strap will break and we have a double stick tape or a safety pin. Uh, the, the skirt underneath one of the ballroom, uh, will, the, the net will rip and it'll just keep going and going and going. And next thing you know, somebody's in the wings with a pair of scissors and we'll just have to cut it off or ball it up. And uh, there's quite a few things that happen when a dancer is lifted and maybe a seam will split out out of nowhere and there are people available to, uh, or the dressers available that will stitch you right there while somebody's dancing and maybe covering for you. And uh, there, there are several things like that. There's also some more complicated issues that they're uh, very adept at um, saving at the last minute. I am going to take one last question. All the questions are clustered over here, so I'm going to take that one. Yeah. question is about the full costume, including the underwear. How is that incorporated? Um, actually, there's, uh, they're, they're, they're dance trunks. Um, they're usually dyed to match the costumes or in a contrasting color. I assure you there's another couple of layers of real underwear. <laughs> yeah, the women, that's right. They wear underwear on underwear and then dance trunks over that. I wish we could go on. This is one of those topics that could go on and on and on because it's so fascinating. Um, but they are calling half hour and we are obligated to get these folks back to where they are going to go to work. Uh, for those of you who missed our introductions, um, I'm Mary Wood for the Center for Dance Education and it's been a pleasure to conclude this season talking with Frank Morales, 
in, and Patty Fitzpatrick in our wardrobe department. Thank you very and much. I know you are going to love the performance. Oh. Come back and see us next year. That's amazing. Yeah.